What's going on, everyone? We got our Train Smart episode. It is our podcast. It's been a while since we've been on, but we wanted to start off 2022 on a good note. So we're going to be talking about a lot of things today when it comes into New Year resolutions. So me and Alex, we're going to be talking about everything that we believe is going to help empower your journey when you are starting that whole new fitness and wellness journey for New Year's resolution. So anything else that you wanted to add, Alex? No, I think it's important to understand kind of the history also behind New Year's resolutions um, and kind of what is your purpose for making this new change at the beginning of the year versus starting it just when you're ready to get started. So I think it's important to take into consideration kind of the history or why you're interested in making any particular change for that matter. Absolutely. So this whole entire episode is going to be a little bit more geared towards one of my articles that I wrote for a couple years back now, right? So it's the no no's to new year resolution. So we're going to be talking about the three things and we're going to be providing some tips on what we believe is going to help endorse that. It's going to help push you and produce a little bit more development from you so you can actually reach your goals and get the outcomes that you want basically in that end. So one of the first things that we typically always see when it comes into New Year's resolutions or just overall goals itself is the whole format of, you know, focusing on body weight, body weight, body weight. Don't get me wrong. We get it. Like we get the whole fact of you wanting to try to obviously reduce that weight because in the end, it's pretty much connected and correlated to body fat, which obviously that's one big thing that we want to obviously get uh, down. But one of the big things that we kind of want to help push everyone to, to provide that behavior change is to produce the efforts towards our three things that we want to actually have everyone perform or not perform, but focus on a little bit more. It's the habits, the performance, then the cosmetics. So one of the first things is the habits. And me and Alex will kind of go back and forth a little bit on this, but the first one, we want everyone to think about the behavior changes that take place within any type of journey or any type of goal for that matter. But think about the things that potentially are hindering your process. What are the things that potentially is this inevitable that it's going to hinder your opportunity to get better? But I'll let Alice kind of take a little bit um, and provide some efforts on just overall the habits. All right, when we look at habits in general, when we're looking at making a goal in the first place, we need to make sure we, especially I should say, first off, in the world we live in, we have an abundance of diet culture, fitness culture that persuades us or pushes us to lead us that we need this very objective outcome goal. Now those outcome goals are great and we may need those outcome based goals, but there is a specific number on the scale or you know, we need to hit X marker. But it's important to understand that because of this, it's starting to put a mental health or a psychological effect to overall the industry where we feel like we need to hit that certain look or that certain number on the scale. When in reality, the cosmetic portion of our journey is kind of the least important, so to speak. We first need to start to look at what we're doing as a whole, and we use the word habits, that can kind of help shape our daily living. So it's important to understand that you don't have to make a New Year's resolution that is focused on weight. And sure, that may be an outcome goal, but at first we wanna to start to look at what things can you do to better optimize your overall health and wellness, your fitness journey, that are based on habits. That could be, oh, I'm gonna set my alarm five minutes early, 
to packing my bag for the gym the next morning or whatever the case might be, what daily things can we be doing that can help guide us towards that potential end goal, that outcome-based goal? Absolutely. So, you know, next thing that we'll kind of focus on is our performance. So what are the things that potentially is going to set you up for success in the gym? So now that we got our habits under control, let's start to develop our path of performance. So thinking about new endeavors for fitness, maybe it's about getting stronger, it's running faster. But when we are in the performance realm, don't just always believe that the weight is going to be the biggest thing. You know, maybe velocity considerations. There's so much that goes into performance, but it's not always just about, hey, I wanna look good. Well, what about the changes that you can make from the habits that lead into performance in the end. Then when we get into a little bit more of the cosmetic, that's the things that now, hopefully out of all those two prior things from your habits and your performance, you've reached your goal of actually reducing your weight. So again, habits are the biggest thing that we want everyone to focus on. And Alex has talked a lot about what she recommends to kind of obviously get to that endeavor and to get to that goal that you want. And I think it's important to, to embrace the small wins especially when we have those larger outcome-based goals that may take, you know, depending on when we set our expectations up in a, you know, we like that smart goal fashion, right? So when we take in consideration, we need to also embrace those small wins. Are you feeling better? Are you getting stronger? Do you see a mood change? Are you sleeping better? Are you able to walk up the stairs with minimal pain or pain-free? So those also kind of take into consideration when we are putting these resolutions together or these goals together, these habits together, indicating that it's not just about, again, that end goal. What are the things that are happening right now to your body that you may not necessarily physically see, but are also happening internally with those bodies? Because that makes a big difference in the end as you work towards those performance side goals or whatever it might be. Absolutely. I love that. I mean, those are great tips to just help move you forward in that journey. So the second one that we definitely want to take some time to talk about is fad diets. So that's typically another no-no that we recommend just because if you followed us for a long time, you know that we're not necessarily the big advocates for, hey, the fad diets, hey, make sure you follow the keto diet. Don't get me wrong, they all have a purpose. They have all have been medically practiced for some specific reason and some specialty that's gonna help consider a healthy alternative for that individual. But when we typically kind of get into our, our diets and our nutritional consumption, that's truly gonna be the biggest, the biggest win for you is if you can get that under control and you can balance that out, I'm telling you now that you will reach beyond your goal that you want. Just because if we can kind of go back to what we just talked about when it came into our, our habits for our performance and then our cosmetics, think about the nutrition side is the same thing. What is hindering you nutritionally that you can kind of help habits-wise habitually get that path on a good whole process so that you can increase to get better at it? And with that, fad diets have been around forever. Um, if you look back through history, but again, this is where I bring up that diet culture again, where diet culture has really tried to be a pusher and it's a revenue pusher for these different companies or for these different fads or trends, whether it's a specific diet or a specific pill that you need to take or a supplement that you need to take. They are billion dollar revenue industries that push these um, 
trends or these diet culture that you need to follow this. You're gonna follow this for X amount of weeks and this is the result you're gonna get. Sure, you're gonna get those results potentially because nine times out of 10, these types of fads or these types of trends put you in a calorie deficit, right? So what's gonna happen when you're in a calorie deficit? You're gonna lose the weight or you're going to lose or whatever they claim to be proclaiming. You'll find yourself, ah, I can do it because it puts you into that restriction. But at the same time, that also starts to mentally not prepare us to be successful in the long term. Remember, we want these things or these goals to be long-term effects for us because what ends up happening is the yo-yo effect. We go up to this fad, we meet those expectations, but because these fads or these trends are not sustainable, we find ourselves gaining the weight back. Right back after we find a new one, oh, now I gotta get back on track. Again, non-sustainable, we lead ourselves right back up, we try something else, we go back down, we go back up. It's a constant push and pull that's also mentally draining on ourselves. So finding ways when you are approaching your nutrition is finding what works for you. There is not a one size fits all when it comes to nutrition or the nutrition side of things. So we practice a lot or start to teach a lot about mindfulness approaches or intuitive eating, which you know we could be here all day talking about those different steps to develop mindfulness habits or to develop intuitive eating. But it's becoming okay with nutrition. Nutrition isn't, you know, this or that. It's not good versus bad. And again, this diet culture has put us into these little squares that you have to fit into these molds. And again, that mental health aspect, now we only see, oh, I can't have that because it's this, or I can't do this because it's that. Whatever the case might be, we start to section ourselves off from different, more appropriate manners for ourselves. So again, when we do take in consideration those trendy things, sure, they may work for a while, they may work for you. At the end of the day, we just need to find a wholesome approach where you're not maybe potentially, I can only do this. How can we do a little bit of this, plus a little bit of this, plus a little bit of that, to kind of create that, again, that wholesome approach to your nutrition, instead of having to strictly eliminate certain products from your life, or to, you know, only drink juice for a long, whatever it is. So make sure when you are approaching the nutrition side of it that you're trying to encompass a more wholesome, mindful approach to it. Absolutely, so you know, that we've gone over the first two no-nos. The first one obviously was? Oh, getting our habits in check. So getting habits in check. You know, the second one, don't necessarily participate in fat diets, work on those habits again. And then this last one, this third one, is don't be obsessive over cardio. I don't know truthfully where this kind of all started off at, but a lot of times when people are kind of going through a fitness journey, a fitness goal, hey, New Year's resolution, I wanna work out more, they kind of only focus on one avenue, one feature of the fitness kind of concepts when you're kind of building a program out, which is cardio, we like to call it conditioning, but we kind of think about more of the foundational aspect to just the body and working on strength training, metabolic endurance concepts, you know, power concepts, but making sure that we're, a, we're building a body that's a sustained longevity. Alex said it, think about things that are for the long term. That's exactly how we should approach our programming when it comes into strength training variations and weightlifting, is think about the longevity that we can produce because of it. Because if we don't, 
we're gonna get injured. You know, we don't regulate volume. We don't regulate intensity. We don't regulate anything that kind of goes into that strength training program. We get overuse injuries. There's potentially concepts of non-functional overreaching. There's so much that goes into programming just besides a simple little teeny run that can take place on a treadmill or going onto an elliptical. Don't get me wrong, each one of these machines, each one of these exercises, each one of these equipments that you can be using within the gym has a purpose. It has a reason why we do specific orders of sequences to build up your foundation. It's why we don't necessarily always start off everybody with a barbell back squat. Don't get me wrong, we would all love to get there and use what everyone else is using, but at the same time, we wanna build a foundation. It's like literally building a house. When you build a house, what is the first thing that you set up within the house? Well, if you got a basement, you're gonna put the foundation in first, then you're gonna put the pillars up, and then you're gonna build the whole entire apparatus around it, then put the roof on, and then you start to supplying everything inside of it, and then it's livable. So the same thing pretty much gets produced when we go into our strength training programming is we wanna build a foundational first. Well, if you're stiff in some areas, work on that type of stuff. But don't forget about the concepts of other features, other areas that we can be working on just besides to get our little heartbeat going on from a little incline walk, a little elliptical run, a bike ride. Do our strength training is gonna help build that body comp, combine both of them so that we can get the best of both worlds. And because most people have body composition goals, Cardio can seem like a very great idea. You're gonna sweat, you're going to get that heart rate up, you're gonna keep that heart rate up, which means you're going to help burn calories. Sure, you're gonna help burn calories, but conditioning or cardio-based movements don't help with lean muscle mass. So the idea of you know, improving body composition goals is that we want to not only decrease body fat potentially, but also increase our lean muscle mass. And the only way we're gonna get that lean muscle mass improvement is through some type of resistance training. So again, we're not saying you need to skip cardio altogether or conditioning altogether. Find ways to implement that in there, but also find ways to add that type of strength training, resistance training into your daily habits or into your workout routine. You're only going to see better results with your body composition potentially goals here when adding that in there. So I think it's important to make sure you are adding that in. There was something else I was gonna mention, but now I can't remember it. Yeah, well, we'll get to it, but you know, <laughs> we wanted to jump on, you know, it's been a while since we provided our Train Smart episodes here in our podcast, but we wanted to recap a little bit. Again, don't necessarily just focus on body weight, work on the habits, work on performance, then you'll get the cosmetics that you are looking for look into other kind of alternatives for fad diets, you know, looking into nutritional things. And then from there, are there, don't be obsessive with just cardio, implement that whole foundation, include strength training, resistance training into your programming. But we look forward to our next episode. Stay tuned. We'll see yes. you guys next time. See you next time.